Hey guys, welcome to the CrossFit Grandview podcast. Today it is podcast number 30 and what I'm going to be talking about today is New Year's resolutions. So today I'm going to be actually reading a little bit more than uh, normal because I have a bunch of stuff written down that I wanted to talk about and without kind of glancing at my page and going over some of my notes, I'm not going to be able to do that. So typically I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. Today I'm going to read a little bit more um, just because I don't have a dance partner and then I'm just kind of addressing you guys directly and and want to read over this stuff. So we'll get right into it. So New Year's resolutions, uh, it's something that... Uh, I myself, you know, I do it every once in a while. I don't do it every year, make like a hard resolution. Um, I think they're great. Uh, You know, I I think most people do fail when they set these up and they fail for for a few different reasons. So what I've done is I've listed uh, different types of resolutions. We're going to stick mostly to that health and fitness stuff because that's what you guys are listening to me for. and uh, we'll go to general rules for them and then um, some ways to increase your success. So the types of resolutions I'm gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about four different types. So one is like a weight loss or an aesthetic goal. Uh, Number two is a performance goal. So, you know, taking time off like your mile or, you know, gaining weight on your clean and jerk or maybe achieving like a bar muscle up, something like that. Um, addition by subtraction. So this is one people don't talk about a lot, but this would be like cutting out um, soda, alcohol, smoking, things like that. And then uh, the last one is do more of. So attending, let's say, 20 CrossFit classes a month. So that could be a do more of goal. Walk, you know, to, to work every day instead of, uh, you know, driving a mile whatever it might be. Um, So general rules for these resolutions. Um, So one rule I have written down is narrow them down to one, maybe two things, and make sure they're not conflicting. And this is a big thing that's a challenge for a lot of CrossFit people. Uh, A lot of CrossFit people, I know this because myself as included, have a lot of conflicting goals when it comes to fitness. So a conflicting goal, an example would be like, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds of body weight and I want to gain 20 pounds of uh, strength on my squat. And trying to achieve those at the same time is, you know, especially for a trained athlete, someone who's not a novice, it's it's going to be a challenge, um, if not impossible. So those types of goals are best taken one at a time, and then you would move on to the next one. So those are what I would call like a conflicting goal. Um, put a timeline on it. So putting a timeline on the goal is really important. And I think you need to make these New Year's resolutions a fairly tight timeline, 30 to 90 days. And 90 days is on the longer end. If you say, hey, I want to get a muscle up by the end of 2021 and, you know, we're still using a band for a strict pull up. I don't like that resolution. The goal's too far out. We haven't learned to walk before we've learned to run yet. Um, We need to go ahead and and take that goal back and say, hey, I want to get 
you know, I want to get a strict pull-up, and then you may even set a secondary goal of five strict pull-ups, uh, you know, in 90 days. So something along those lines before you're talking about getting that muscle up. So putting a timeline on these goals is really going to be important. And, and, you know, 30 to 90 days, I think, is an ideal range for that. Um, <clears throat> If you've never succeeded with the New Year's resolution, so if this is like, yeah, I've made a New Year's resolution the last five, ten years, and you know it's do X, Y, and Z, and then it lasts for two weeks, and then I quit. Make the goal very simple, very straightforward, and very attainable. Okay, so some examples of goals that are straightforward. Uh, and, and attainable would be, and I'll kind of go through all four different categories. So like a weight loss goal would be just lose five pounds in January, okay? So that's just a pound or two a week. That is a very attainable goal for most people who do need to shed a little bit of weight. Um, and that can just get some momentum, some positive momentum going in the right direction. Uh, add 10 pounds to my back squat by squatting an extra day each week. And you might put like a six week goal on that. So or six weeks to do that. And to achieve that, you might start a squat cycle and then every Friday you, uh, you know, before class, you're gonna go ahead and back squat and you're gonna try and trend towards a 10 pound PR on a back squat. Uh, another example, so like an addition by subtraction is I'm gonna cut out my daily Diet Coke in January. So, you know, as soon as January 1 hits, we're cutting out that daily Diet Coke. You might replace it with something like uh, unsweetened tea. Uh, you know, replacing an unhealthy habit for maybe a little healthier one is, is a good way to, uh, to stick to that goal. And then, uh, you know, a fourth one would be um, 20 CrossFit classes in January to jumpstart my year. So those are four goals that are pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and pretty attainable for most folks. And I love these types of goals rather than huge pie in the sky goals that are pipe dreams and that are like a year or two out, okay? So these are the kind of goals that get momentum, they create confidence, and, uh, and they can be the start of some good habits. Um, ways to increase your chances of success. So I've written down some ways that we can increase our chances of success. So remove as many obstacles as possible. So let's say your goal is aesthetic. So you want to lose some weight, tighten things up. A good way to do that is to get all of the junk food that's in your house out of your house. So say you have kids, they're going to be sort of on the plan with you. You're going to get all of the junk, all of the, uh, the cookies and candy and all that. You're going to try and get that out of the house for that month of January. Okay. Um, you're going to try and stay out of situations that are going to cause you to fail. So great example is let's say you're someone who, um, has a smoking habit and every time you drink, uh, smoking or that nicotine habit is really 
amplified and you, you know, you really want, it kind of goes hand in hand like milk and cookies. Well, so one way to stay away from smoking would be to avoid situations where you're going to be drinking alcohol that month. That's going to really help you avoid smoking. Um, number two, work on a performance goal. And if this is in the context of for CrossFitters, that would be work on that performance goal before class. So before your workout rather than after your workout. Um, if you guys take my class at 5.30, we'll have some extra credit or accessory. What I've tried to do as much as possible is to save time at the end of class for that. And then I put everyone on a clock and we do it together. So I've noticed if I'm like, okay, hey, here's the extra credit. We're gonna go ahead and do this when we're wiped out from a workout. You know, let's say I have a class of 25 people we might have three people taken on. If I'm like, hey, we're all getting together, I'm gonna set a clock, the whole class is gonna do it. So what I've noticed through that is, it's hard to do a lot of extra stuff once you're tired. So if you have a performance goal, it's best to do that before you do a training session. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it's like brushing your teeth. You're gonna to touch that before you train, use it as part of your warm up. Um, Get that in before your main train, training session. So if it's a lift, go ahead and get that lift done in open gym or hit those progressions for a muscle up or whatever it might be before that class starts. Uh, number three, I talked about this a little bit earlier. If it is like an addition by subtraction type thing, um, you're going to replace that unhealthy habit with a healthy habit. So we'll take... Uh, you know, I used earlier, um, you know, replacing like a Diet Coke with like an unsweetened tea. Like I'm shooting from the hip saying that. But uh, I think what a lot of people do, let's say it's like a more extreme habit. Like people have a um, like a, a dependency on like pain pills or things like that. That's where it's really it's really good to replace like an addictive habit with, uh, say, exercise. So. If you like to go out and get hammered drunk on Friday and Saturday nights, well, that's a good time to throw on your cold gear, throw your hat on, and uh, pick up running. So you replace that, that night out that you would have that was maybe a little bit self-destructive with like, hey, I'm gonna use this to train for a half marathon and I'm gonna go ahead and run on Friday and Saturday nights. So I have an interval day and then a long day, whatever it might be. Replacing that unhealthy habit with a healthier one. Uh, number four, create a training schedule and stick to it, but have fallback options for when life comes up. So let's just use that. I'm gonna get 20 CrossFit classes in the month of January. Um, for some people that seems, that sounds easy and simple, but they're like, yeah, I'm going to take class on this day, this day, that day. Inevitably something's going to pop up and what you need to do is have backup options and ways that you know you're going to fall back when you fail. So let's say you train every evening after work at 4.30. Um, but one of those days, um, you know, your kid gets hurt or something, you have to take them to the doctor or um, something's holding you over at work. Well, you've missed one of those days. Now that goal of hitting 20 workouts in January is, 
is suddenly in jeopardy. So you've got to have a plan. I know if I miss a day this week, I'm going to go ahead and carve out time on Sunday. I never take Sunday class. Well, now I'm going to go ahead and take that Sunday class. Okay. So have plans in place for if you fail, you are going to pick it up on another day and then you're going to go ahead and still achieve that goal. Um, <clears throat> you know, really diving into that, I think this is the one of the most underlooked spots and I, I don't know if I have something, yeah, actually I'll get back into this in a second. So yeah, I'll just, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, the fifth thing is uh, hiring a coach. So hiring a coach for accountability, um, this kind of sounds like a sales pitch, but it really, really does work and it's what we do is hiring a coach, whether it's a body biz coach for diet and nutrition uh, and they provide workouts or an individual design coach, which uh, you can utilize our coaches at the gym to individually design you a program and help you follow up with that to achieve like a very specific result. If you hire a coach and spend that money, that is going to really help you achieve those results as well. So you have someone to keep you accountable. They're going to check up on you, make sure you're doing your workouts. Uh, you're going to be texting with them. They're going to be checking over and making sure you're doing it. Um, and you don't want to let that coach down. So if you just have a goal that no one really knows about, like let's say it's a, a performance goal, like you know, getting that back squat or whatever it is, and you, your resolution is only to yourself and you know, you get a week or two in, you're tired one day, and it just starts to fall by the wayside. If you've hired that coach, you've spent that money, those days where you lack motivation, that's where that coach is going to come into play. So I really recommend if you have a hard resolution, especially a fitness or diet-related one, um, utilizing one of your coaches and, and, and hiring them to keep you accountable is going to give you a, a much more likely uh, positive result from, from making that resolution. And then uh, beware of some common reasons people fail. And this is where I kind of got off track with the last one because I knew I wanted to talk about this. Um, again, having too many conflicting goals. I want to lose 20 pounds and add 30 pounds to my deadlift. Like, man, that's for a lot of people, that's going to be impossible to do simultaneously. So really watch having those conflicting goals. Now, CrossFit is a lot of conflicting, hey, I'm trying to get my cardio up and my weights up. But avoid having very specific conflicting goals because you're going to drive yourself nuts and, and it's going to be really hard to achieve that at the same time. Um, avoid having a goal that's too far out. You need to create a sense of urgency. So having like a 30-day goal that's attainable in you know just four or five weeks, that is a lot better in my opinion to have that micro goal, you know, with maybe you know a big carrot at the end of the stick, a macro goal of you know maybe achieving that muscle up. But hey, we have to hit all the steps first, and we need to look at each small goal that it takes to get to that bigger goal. So don't focus on the big goal, focus on the smaller goals, especially first, especially if you haven't had a lot of success with New Year's resolutions. This is, I think, actually the most important one. Don't let the first setback derail the whole plan. 
So this is what I see that happens a lot of times. And I've even seen it with people who sign up at the gym. They'll go through elements straight through and then they'll miss Monday. Something comes up or they don't have a lot of energy or whatever it is, they miss Monday and then they just say, screw it, I'm done. I'm not, I miss Monday, I'll come back next Monday because they have it in their mind, they have this, people have this um, thought of everything's gotta be perfect, like, okay, especially with people who start CrossFit or a New Year's resolution, like, well, I'm gonna run in the morning and then I'm gonna take CrossFit at night and then on the weekend I'm gonna take yoga and it's, you know, they have 10 training sessions mapped out in their head and they miss day one and it's all out the window. You cannot think that way. You're gonna pick it up Tuesday and you're gonna make it up Sunday or Saturday or whatever it is to get back on track. Or let's say you only get four out of the five days you wanted to get in. You're gonna get six in the next week or the week after and you're gonna make it up. So you cannot let the first setback that you have completely mentally deflate you and derail the entire resolution that you have. That's the biggest mistake I see almost everyone make. And then the last thing is pick a resolution that creates a lasting habit or skill and that it's not just flash in the pan things. And, and I'll give a great example, it's just that first one is, hey, I'm gonna lose five pounds in a month. It's very achievable. Uh, for a lot of us, it won't even require any sort of drastic life change. Um, you know, just altering your food, maybe just your food quality a little bit might do that. Uh, but what we don't want to do, we want to create a lasting habit that's going to keep that weight off or maybe progress to losing, you know, 10 or 15 pounds down the line. We don't want to maybe be like, hey, I achieved my goal of losing five pounds. And, you know, you achieve that goal on a Friday and then you wake up Monday and you've gained that five pounds back that you worked an entire month to, uh, to lose. So we want to pick a resolution, whether it's getting that 20 CrossFit classes in, you know, we want to create a habit that's like, okay, instead of going three days a week, I'm going four or five now. So pick those resolutions that create lasting habits rather than flash in the pan, 30 day challenge type things that, you know, are just gone and done. Because if you do that, all you're going to be doing is you're going to go from one challenge to the next challenge to the next challenge, and you're going to be burnt in a year. So we're going to try and pick resolutions that create a lasting habit. If you have any questions on goal setting or how to do that, we have some really cool podcasts that actually really dive into uh, how to achieve some of these goals. Podcast number 12 that myself and Joey did um, about a year and a half ago is probably, I think, one of the best ones that we did. And it really dives into setting goals and uh, how to actually achieve each one and, and what it actually takes specifically to, let's say, be like uh, an elite CrossFit athlete, like someone who's a little bit leaner and fitter. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that, that podcast, but Check out podcast 12 if you want to dive further into uh, goal setting. Um, so I'm going to kind of move on here and I want to touch on two other things really quick before we wrap this whole thing up. Um, 
So we're going to be shifting programming um, coming up pretty soon. So we're at the end of a cycle, and, and I posted in our private members group um, a Google Doc that kind of really details like all the strength things that we do and kind of the how and the why behind the last three months. So we're going to be we're approaching the next three month block, which will lead us into the open, and so that's going to be the winter programming block. I believe I'll have that done by either the end of today or at least the end of the week. And then I'm going to put that in the private members group for you guys to check out. Um, but I'll, I'll briefly just go over some of my thoughts on it. So this training cycle is, so each training cycle slightly biases some of the training towards something. A lot of you guys won't notice it. Actually, if you just come to class every day, you're just going to be, you won't really profoundly notice a huge difference. But I'll just tell you some of the subtle differences that you're gonna see. Um, it's gonna be a bit of an open prep cycle. So the CrossFit Open comes up in March. The workouts and some of the training modalities you're gonna see are going to slowly prepare athletes who wanna participate in that in the all levels class. We're gonna get you ready to just participate in it, okay? Uh, so what you're gonna see is an added emphasis on Olympic weightlifting. Uh, so both some heavier lifts and then also just repetition, Olympic weightlifting. So we're going to dial in our Olympic weightlifting. Um, we're going to see uh, more of an emphasis on um, specific gymnastic movements. So you'll see some more chest-to-bar pull-ups popping up from time to time because that's typically the standard you're going to see in the uh, CrossFit Open. So you're going to see more opportunities for chest-to-bar pull-ups. Um, You'll see uh, higher rep ranges in cycling skills like wall ball. So this podcast is coming out on the heels of a pretty nasty wall ball workout that we had on Monday. So you might see some more workouts that look a little bit more like that. So they love to do high repetitions of things like wall ball. Um, you're also going to see a uh, uh, more double unders. They always test double-unders and uh, a wide variety of burpees. So burpee box jumps, burpee box jump overs, uh, lateral burpees, and then bar-facing burpees as well. So just a variety of burpees. They like to always throw burpees into the open. Um, and then we'll also be retesting old open workouts on Saturday. And this is going to get everyone used to the feeling, the vibe of the open workouts. We won't do them every Saturday. We're going to do them every other Saturday leading up to uh, that CrossFit Open. Um, this is gonna get you guys kind of prepared for the vibe and feel of the workouts and also start to just get your game speed ready for it as well. Uh, the Open, the way we're gonna do it this year, so it's not during football season. The last one they had in the fall during like Ohio State football season, we're running the workouts as that class workout on Friday. The way we are gonna do it this year is we're gonna run it during our Saturday training sessions. And uh, we'll also have designated times Friday, uh, Sunday, and Monday that you can complete the open workouts as well. Um, so we should have a wide variety of times. So let's say you can't come in Saturday. We'll have some time in open gym time on Friday. Um, what we typically do on Sunday is that last class, it's gonna be an open retest time and then uh, during open gym on uh, Monday. And we always need a, uh, a coach in the room. And um, if none of the times work for you, you'll have to send an email in um, if you need to do it in open gym. 
and we need to approve it um, because what we don't want people doing is finding an open gym spot, finding a soft judge, and then, um, you know, there's just random open workouts and people hitting timers and running across into the rig while class is going on. So we really organize it at our gym. People actually ask me, like, why don't you ever host competitions? Because the way we do the open at our gym is very legit. You know, we have people qualifying for sanctionals, um, previously regionals, things like that. We take it seriously and we do it by the book. So when we do the open, we're going to run it like a competition on that Saturday with judges, um, judges who've taken judges courses. And uh, I'll get a little bit more into the fine details of how that's going to go on Saturday. What we typically do is towards the end of the classes, we'll have... Um, you know, towards the end of the day, we're gonna try and stack all of our competitive athletes in, in heats that will push each other, okay? And then we, in years past, we've kind of had crowds come in and gather around and watch. This year, probably not so much. That's why we're gonna run it across all the classes because we wanna keep everything COVID friendly and, and make sure that we're not gathering huge crowds. But we will probably, again, stack more of our competitive group towards the end of the day. And uh, we'll look at maybe getting that DJ back in there on Saturdays again and, and creating that fun um, competition feel and environment for the, uh, the, the competitive um, CrossFitters who are trying to make it to the next layer of competition. Um, that wraps it up for Podcast 30. Podcast 31 coming up next month. Um, I'm really excited for it. And hopefully I'm gonna have some really cool announcements for you guys um, over the next year. We've got some cool things coming up that I cannot quite announce yet, but I am pumped to talk about them soon. Hope to see you guys next time.